This is Sub-Sahara, only on Open Lab. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to this uh, special holiday edition of Sub-Sahara here on Open Lab. It's a highlight package of what I think have been the best tunes of the year so far that I've found. Um, because I'm on holiday myself, um, I'm not equipped with a proper microphone. Uh, for that reason, I am not going to introduce them all, they're all in the archive. Um, but I will introduce my guest, DJ Lowe, a little bit later on in the show. Hope you're having a nice holiday wherever you are, whether it's hot or cold. And I'll see you in the new year.
This is Sub-Sahara.
You are listening to Sub-Sahara by Richard Marshall. Thank you. 
Sub-Sahara.
Guys, thanks for tuning in to this uh, abbreviated holiday edition of Sub-Sahara here on Open Lab. Um, for this special edition, my guest is a DJ out of Cape Town, DJ Low, aka Ivan Tarangelin. He's uh, been one of the greatest contributors to the electronic music scene uh, in South Africa and Cape Town more specifically for the last 20 years. And that's kind of why I wanted to get him on to this uh, last show of the year because it's... Uh, it's significant what he's done for the music industry in Cape Town and to have him on the show is a real honor. Uh, Ivan, hi. Hey Richard, thanks for having me, man. <laughs> I appreciate the intro. Uh, well, it's all true, my man, and it's my pleasure. Um, thanks so much for contributing to this show. Your mix, is, uh, your mix is outstanding, but I'm trying to work out if it's a DJ Low mix or a Vinter Angel mix. Um, to be honest, it was quite quite a uh, uh, ordeal getting my head around what I wanted to do because at one point it was like DJ Low, then it was me doing one of my own mixes, and then I thought maybe I must go the soft touch operation route. And I guess this is the cross to bear because I'm fairly schizophrenic when it comes to to music, just because I love so much music. Um, so I kind of actually just did something from the heart, which was you know a whole lot of tunes that I really appreciate. I'm on a holiday at the moment, so I was like, let's make a mixtape for myself. So a rather self-indulgent process. Uh, that's great. Okay, well, so that's actually a, a, a good result then. So it's kind of it incorporates all your monikers and and tastes, I suppose, apart from the the techno that we'll get into in a second. Uh, so, but let's just jump straight into it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the the history of your relationship with the electronic music scene, how it started? Um, uh, and, and then we'll jump into where it got you. Yeah, I, um, I guess if I had to trace it uh, right back, it, it kind of really began with my love of music as a, as a young child. 
I think at a very young age, I figured out, um, you know, that, that music kind of opened up a lot of doors for me, you know, whether it was getting out of certain things at school, or whether it was a great way to meet people, you know, music really um, sort of lent itself towards me really enjoying quite a lot of different experiences in life and, and you know back then I'm talking like classical music so you know I, I played the recorder, I played the clarinet, I played the piano and I kind of then progressed musically onto the guitar and um, in high school um, I wanted to get a PA system for my guitar so I saved up some money bought this amazing PA system for my guitar and, and quite quickly realized that I could use the PA system to go DJ at parties and um, sort of quite haphazardly fell into the, the love of playing um, other people's music um, and, and therefore DJing. Um, and it was right about that time, so this was like midway through high school, that the rave scene really exploded in South Africa. Um, so there I was with this like newfound love for, for mixing music and blending songs and at the time electronic sort of music was really exploding via the rave culture. Um, it was very underground at the time and, and like super appealing to me like going to these warehouses and, and listening to techno um, you know uh, right through the night until the early morning and it had quite a profound impact on my understanding of music and just the power of, 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 of electronic music um, but I must say it, it felt like a very natural progression um, and something that stuck with me my whole life and you know here we are okay and that's uh, obviously because Ivan and I go the way, all the way back to school days so I do know that he's talking about um, the, these formative years being in Johannesburg and then and then when you moved down to Cape Town I mean from what I can remember things moved quite rapidly for you, right? I mean, if, I, I remember you had a little project uh, prototype, which was sort of the, the, the prototype of your, of where you were going. But um, where, where do we start with where your, 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 your influence and impact on the South African electronic music started? Would you say, would Shadowworks be the starting point for that? No, I, uh, I think you. I think you're right. I think it would be a little, a little bit before that. So, Prototype was kind of the first name that I started. Actually, it was the second company or the second um, name that I used. But Prototype for me was really about, you know, taking this new music and 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 really trying to 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 sort of preach the gospel, as as I like to say. So, at the time, techno in South Africa was like really, really underground, like super niche. You had um, quite a good scene in Cape Town with um, Gas, uh, the Great and Secret show, which was a really amazing nightclub, and Krypton, which was a, 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 a club that I grew up in, basically. Um, but definitely at the time, the, the idea of techno, and particularly hard techno, which was what I was gravitating towards, um, it wasn't something that was very common and in fact every time you said the word techno people sort of naturally assumed like too unlimited or the very sort of cheesy sort of euro version thereof so um, you know I, I actually remember for many years playing to empty dance floors and, and you know I knew that this music was what I wanted and, and, and what I've, I you know it, it was what moved my soul but at that point there was very little um, uh, very few audiences I should say and, and, and people weren't very receptive to it so when I moved to Cape Town what was super interesting for me at the time was drum and bass was really big in Cape Town and um, funny enough the drum and bass audience but also the drum and bass DJs were the first ones to really open themselves up to, to what I was trying to do so a lot of our first parties were um, like hip-hop going into drum and bass and then ending with techno 
um, and, and things kind of grew from there and you know I think we, we sit at a very fortunate time now where techno is, is, is very well understood in South Africa. We've got a, a really amazing set of young producers coming up um, and also an amazing um, uh, events, amazing festivals but you know I don't think it came easy if I'm honest. It, it, there was a lot of hard work. Um, I know myself and a lot of promoters put in a lot of hours playing to empty dance floors and, and we sure as hell lost a lot of money but um, certainly the, the, the reward we see today whereby you know like certainly the youngsters coming through uh, have a, a, a definitive passion for, for the music and, and for me that, that, that ultimately is the greatest reward is just seeing it uh, blossom and seeing the scene flourish. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to get you on because I do feel like many of us do that you were so um, you were such a great uh, contributor to to getting that off the ground. So so you moved from the, the techno into so so it was actually your techno parties where your sort of multi-genre um, discipline started like coming through, but then you moved into a position of uh, of high sort of influence um, in Red Bull, right? And then and then that gave you uh, an opportunity to really start like cracking things open because you weren't um, having to struggle with like, as you were saying, these minuscule budgets that we've all been fighting for so long. I think it was, even that was quite an interesting story for me because back at the time, um, you know, I was a young promoter trying to do these quite far out events um, and Red Bull was actually the first um, entity to ever give me an ear. Um, I'll never forget driving to the head office with my proposal and, and sitting down um, with Aaron Hozak who was sort of heading things up back then and, and really sort of, I think he could see the passion about what I was talking about and, and ultimately Red Bull were one of the first um, companies to start supporting the events that I was doing. And then funny enough, like a few years later, um, Red Bull Music Academy sort of came upon my radar so uh, a good friend of mine JP um, an older an older gentleman who was kind of one of my mentors when I moved to Cape Town so he was the first guy to show me how you know um, drum machines worked and he had a beautiful uh, collection of synthesizers and yeah drum what machines. was his alias again uh, Mr. Gelatine uh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah at the time uh, Red Bull um, I, I got wind of the Red Bull Music Academy and and all of a sudden it was like this this uh, it was this international music entity, but finally it was like someone who understood me musically, you know, like they were pushing, they were talking about like all the artists that I was in love with, but also the juxtaposition between house music, trip hop, techno, drum and bass. So these were all like things that I'd kind of in my own mind built up how all these musics sort of complement each other. And all of a sudden, like I said, there's this, the, the Red Bull Music Academy, which was really bringing to life um, every, the, the ethos and the theories that I've been building in my own head and um, I never really got into the Red Bull Music Academy I remember I applied like three years in a row and was denied every year um, and then when it actually came to Cape Town it was the last year that I applied I got a very cool phone call to say listen we know you've applied but we would rather you work on the Red Bull Music Academy and at the, at the time it was such a privileged conversation to have because I was like wow this is something that I've really looked up to and respected my uh, for most of my uh, musical career and, and here I am getting an opportunity to work on the project and from then on I got asked to manage the Red Bull Studios which was also a, a huge privilege in my life um, and then I made the final step into into actually starting to develop the strategy and the full culture program and, and I was appointed the culture manager and I did that for about 15 years. 
well actually 10 years, 10 years, 15 would include my, my history with the Red Bull Studios. Uh, okay cool, well geez, I didn't realize it was as long as 15 years, so, and then, so, so at what point in that 10 year did you guys um, start the Cape Town Electronic Music Festival, which is kind of one of the things I wanted to dig into because that's really been possibly you know, one of the most influential um, cultural inputs into the South African electronic music scene. Yeah, I think um, it was all, you know, and this is why I feel like my, my, my journey in music has, uh, has always had some higher forces around me, not to sound too ethereal, but like there's certainly been things that and have guided me in this world. Um, so, you know, as I took up the, the job with Red Bull, we were, the first thing I ever did was the electronic music stage at Opikopi, which, as you know, was probably one of the coolest things that we'd ever done. Um, so we built up the Opikopi electronic music stage. We then progressed onto the Rocking Daisies, Rocking the Daisies, uh, where we hosted the electronic music stage. So I was in a very fortunate position whereby, you know, obviously I, I understood and really believed in the power of electronic music, but now all of a sudden I was really starting to see it come to light whereby these stages across the country were, um, you know, dare I say it, we're starting to outperform the main stages. So, you know, uh, a lot more kids were gravitating towards the electronic music um, versus the rock and the hip hop and, and, and things that were going on on the other stages. And after about three years of seeing the success of these Red Bull studio stages, um, I chatted to Duncan, um, who was obviously a very close friend of mine. And at the time we were like, you know, I think this is it. Like, you know, electronic music needs to stand on its own two feet. It doesn't need to be the little sister to, you know, the main stage. Let's make it the main stage. And at the same time, you know, you had these amazing labels like African Dope, um, uh, you know, uh, Algorithm, uh, the drum and bass label. Like a lot of uh, local music was really starting um, to 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 take uh, take hold of an international audience. Um, and at that time, we, we thought, okay, let's let's roll the dice here. Let's do a full-on electronic music festival. Um, you know, I'd obviously traveled quite a lot, so I'd been to Detroit. Uh, I fell in love with what they were doing. Um, you know, it's this open-air festival, but it's in the middle of the city. And I think that really spoke to me because, you know, in Cape Town, we're so blessed with uh, all these beautiful wine farms. There's a very rich history of um, psychedelic trance events happening in forests and stuff like that. And of course, I loved all of that. But for me, I was like, it would be really interesting to see a electronic music festival in the heart of the city, whereby you can go sleep in your own bed at night and come back to the festival. So um, the first year we ever did the Cape Town Electronic Music Festival was at the waterfront. And um, yeah, it, it kind of really brought brought everything that I saw in my own head to light. Um, and uh, yeah, we were, we were very blessed to run CTMF for the last 10 years, I would say. We've been on a bit of a hiatus, obviously because of COVID, um, but hopefully something will be happening in 2023. So stay tuned. Okay, brilliant. Well, that, as, as I said before we came on air, the time flies very quickly when you're doing these kind of interviews, but um, that's, uh, that's good to hear that CTMF is going to be back in 2023. I mean, I think we all took a bit of a knock during COVID, but um, uh, yeah, thank you. It's, it's very, very hard to get across what uh, someone like Ivan has been doing for the last 25 years in, in an eight-minute interview, but that's all we've got time for. Ivan, um, I appreciate it, and I uh, really appreciate your time taking the time, uh, especially on holiday, to put this mix together. 
Did you have Ibiza in your mind when you made this mix? Because I always ask my guests if they've been, but I know you have because we've been there together. <laughs> I won't lie. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be sitting in South Broome, which is in KwaZulu-Natal, which is, in my humble opinion, um, just as beautiful as Ibiza. So it, it was perfect location because, yes, I certainly closed my eyes and thought, okay, if I was in Ibiza or driving around South Broome, what are the tunes that I want to hear? So it's a very heartfelt mix of, of quite different music. Um, um, you know, I, I, I really take um, the, the idea of a mixtape quite seriously. I think it's a great way to express one's music, musical personality. Um, uh, so yeah, man, it's, it's, it's certainly with a, a beautiful environment in mind. Lovely. Okay, great guys. Well, as always, um, Ivan's uh, handles will be in the description on Instagram. The set will go up on SoundCloud off the broadcast live uh, on Thursday. Um, and I'll see you all in the new year. Ivan, thanks very much for joining me again. And much love, Richard. Big up to Sub-Sahara, putting South African music where it needs to be, right in the heart of the world. Thanks, brother. Thank you very much. Cheers, buddy.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. 